Today's show is sponsored by Liquid IV. One serving of Liquid IV provides the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Get 25% off your order by going to liquidiv.com using the promo code REAL. Today's show is also sponsored by Brooklyn. And Brooklyn is the place to find all the comforts for your home, including their new ultra soft towels. Use the promo code REAL for 10% off your first order at brooklinen.com. Kind of what we were talking about, like, and I, and I use the analogy, if you've read Tell to Hustle, I use the analogy of, um, a parachute, same thing. Like a, a skydiver is totally free and uninhibited and has that moment of just elated joy of like, oh, I'm totally free because I'm falling through the sky when it knows it, they're wearing a parachute. Yeah. Right. right? If they didn't have the, the, the restraint of the parachute, mm-hmm. the catch of the parachute, then they would die. Hey guys, welcome to the real life podcast where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had. Some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode, but we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. How's it going, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. And welcome back to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about faith, culture, and answer your questions. Liz, let me just say you're looking like a full snack right now. Full snack. Uh, for those not watching video, <laughs> he's completely joking. I'm in my PJs, aka sweats, with my top bun. You're looking good. It's just it's getting so hot this summer, and we were we went to the Maui Friends of the Library today, which is this really cool yeah. store where you get to donate books, and every book is like twenty five cents. And I just learned today, which I forgot. How's that anything to do with how you're dressed tonight? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get there. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting off tangent. Anyway, if you're a homeschool... On a tangent. Keep keep going, (laughs) keep going. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a good episode, guys. If you're a homeschooler, you get like 20 free books. Anyway, it's like literally my kids got five books for a dollar. I think that's the cheapest thing you can buy on Maui. Anyway, but it's like back in the sugarcane fields, the sugar mill, the sugar sugar, There's an old sugarcane plantation and like factory... That so shut down. That's been around for I don't know, hundred years, and it got shut down a couple years ago. So it's yeah. really just like it looks exactly what you think. Super old, rustic. Like it takes in the me fields. back. Fields, yeah, yeah, and but it's all. Some of the properties has still little things on it that don't have to do with sugar. Plant. Yes. Yeah, and that's like one there of them. used to be a whole um, community there, like a church and all this stuff. But yeah. anyway, and it's all like red dirt. So you just go. But I feel like it's just so iconic. You go. All yeah. the books are stained in red dirt. You get so dirty. Anyway, so it's so hot here. So I feel like at night I'm starting to take a shower because it's really hot. And so hence why I'm wearing my PJs because I took a shower with the kids and there we go. I just needed to put my PJs on. Well, I think you're looking like a snack. And I do mean that. <laughs> Guys, the reason I now said that, that everybody too is, knows. I'm joking about that too because, you know, you've probably seen me post this on Instagram, but I my theory is there's always only one pop culture aficionado in each marriage. And if there's one. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one. And maybe you're the rare <laughs> unicorn where you both are up on it. But I think that's, you know, my theory is most are there's just one. And I call like Alyssa just doesn't get any references, doesn't know any lingo that's popular, doesn't know any <laughs> songs that are popular. And so I think I, you know, and snacks kind of the trend. I mean, it's not super new, but it's like around now. I've never so even I called, read it anymore. I know. So I called Alyssa a snack like a month ago and she got offended. She goes, I, I want to be a meal. 
Like I want to be like she and she said it dead I serious. Like, she's like, course. why am I not a meal? Why am I not a meal? And she was like offended, and I was like, I, I was aghast. <laughs> um, and that just showed us our your, showed you guys our marriage. So okay. we say it to each other all the time. Yes, if you're watching on YouTube, you see I'm holding up the book again, American Awakening. I've been loving this book club, you guys, and I think you guys have been too, because I can usually tell based on like subjectively how many of you guys just post an episode and say you like it or you know you share it and a lot of you guys have been posting these episodes so that's been really cool um and yeah i think it's because the content in this book is just so riveting powerful needed necessary right now um and so we're going to do chapter three today and talk through it uh and then i think next week's chapter four and after that's chapter five there's nine chapters so we're not trying to summarize the whole book i actually basically want to summarize and do a book club over the first half and then the book actually comes out i believe uh, week four or week five. So next week or the week after. And then we want you, I want you guys to pick it up to go finish up the second half and then uh, kind of read it yourself. Um, John, who's a friend, he was just actually finishing up the audiobook a couple, couple weeks who's ago. Who's the author. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapter three, though, is one of my favorite. I think uh, out of the first half, my favorite. Uh, and and I, just so people remember, I have not read it yet. Yes. Yeah, so so the way, this yeah. is all new to Alyssa's me. So like I'm excited. Of it and stuff, but the, I purposely for the book club yeah. actually said, hey, I want to kind of like pull out some things and then just get your fresh thoughts on it from as like an outsider perspective. Well, I'm with everyone listening. Yes, exactly. So chapter three is the title is you long for renewal and how you can find more in less. And this opening page and this opening study, I think will just set us up for a good conversation. I want to hear your response to it. Um, So basically, so there was this, this study that this professor Sheena Iyengar from Columbia university and Mark Lepper from Stanford did uh, back in 2000, so 20 years ago. So I bet this would actually be more intense now because of, you'll you'll hear why, just the choices we have now in our culture. Um, they went to an upscale grocery store in Menlo Park. And what they basically did is they... Uh, where's, that? where's that? Columbia? California. California. Like, kind of like um, Stanford, Silicon Valley okay. area. Um, and they basically, what they did is they set up like this taste test of, t- of um, I think it's jams. Yeah. And so they basically set up this, this thing where... Um, you received for sampling jam. They set out a bunch of jams for you to sample. And then if you did sample them, like if you like, you know, then they would throw you a bone by giving you like a dollar off on any of the jams. So it's kind of like incentivizing you right now. What they did, sorry, let me scan this page real quick. Oh yeah. So the first test was there was 24 jams set up, Mm -hmm. right? All different flavors, all different things. Um, And one of them is like, you know, a company, it's like a company that's like really high end jams, whatever. So they set up 24, you get a dollar off if you try them. Then the next week they did the exact same thing. No details were different. You get a dollar off if you sample a jam, et cetera. Except the only thing they did is they changed the amount of offerings. So instead of offering 24 jams, you can only try six now, right? And what's fascinating is this is actually now a famous called jam experiment. Um, And it's, to do, it's basically to determine the validity of the common belief that the more choices we have, the better off we are. So mm-hmm. this is actually challenging that um, <clears throat> from classic economic theories of free enterprise, etc. But basically, let me just, I'm trying to just summarize some of the pages I'm looking at real quick. So here, here's what's crazy. Uh, you would think the more choices, the more possibilities, the more happy, the happier people would be, the more maybe mm-hmm. jams they'd even buy because mm-hmm. there's more likely that there's one they'll love. It's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. So of like hundreds of customers who passed the 24 jam booth, um, only 60% stopped to sample it, right? Um, and then the people who passed the six jam booth, 40% stopped to sample it. So less people did stop at the one with less options. But more about it. Yes. So everyone's like, no surprise there. Um, but then they wanted to see like what, like who actually buys. Right? Yeah, right. Um, and this is where it became really interesting. So less people stopped at the one with less choices. They didn't think they would be as interested. So we're allured by choice. Mm-hmm. We're allured by more choices. Mm-hmm. 
Then here's what's really, really fascinating. It did the exact opposite in regards to sales. So 30% of the consumers in the six jar booth purchased a jar of lamp of jam less than 3%. Hmm. So basically no one yeah. <laughs> that sampled 24 jams did that uh, yeah. or bought. That's fascinating. 30%. So one what? in three people bought the one with six options. One in like, I'm bad at math. One in 30 people bought pretty much the one with 24 but options. But if I'm in their position, I immediately would do the same thing. How come? I like already know myself. Well, why? How come? What do you mean? I don't know why. I just know if I was going by and there's 24 jam samples, I wouldn't be as eager to buy. I don't know. Maybe because I feel like there's not as much like customer relation, but then if there's mm. only six, it's like, oh, these are like their best ones. That's a good point. And so I would be more inclined to taste one and then be like, oh, wow. I don't know. Isn't that funny? There's yeah. no rhyme or reason, but well, I'm excited to hear your rhyme or reason, but well, I would I do think, the same thing. I think that's totally true. The 24 would kind of overwhelm me and not yes. really entice me. It wouldn't be yeah. very special, I feel like. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to buy one of these week's sponsors. That's Liquid IV. Uh, we've been with them for a couple months and we love them, man. I always have to have a product be checked out authentically by me, by us before we agree to it. And I was super stoked on Liquid IV. I try to stay hydrated throughout the day with water and all these different types of things. And they even actually say, and they let the stats know that dehydration actually occurs, uh, like average dehydration actually occurs in three out of four people, which is crazy. And that's what kind of they stepped in to meet that need. Um, they're packets are awesome i usually take it around lunchtime when i need like an extra little boost and kick uh for when i'm kind of uh in this book writing season of just like staying hydrated staying meant having the mental clarity mental focus we absolutely love it everything from the taste to the immunity boost better sleep all these different types of things now if you don't know liquid iv again so one serving of liquid iv provides the same hydration as two to three bottles of water contains five essential vitamins um, it's healthier than any sugary sports drink out there. That's for sure. It's made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, etc. Um, and it has kind of all these optimal ratios of glucose, sodium, potassium, um, which is their what they call cellu- cellular transport technology, which is really awesome. So, anyways, guys, they're awesome. They also donate uh, millions of servings uh, in regards to response with COVID to help people out and stuff like that. It's awesome. So they want to hook you guys up. 25% off. It's available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code REAL at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code REAL at liquidiv.com. So again, get better hydration today. Liquidiv.com, promo code REAL. Well, what the, yeah, and what the research has kind of shown, because this was a famous jam experiment that's simple and kind of trivial, but what it did is it set off like, oh, there's something here. We need to research it more. So there's been tons more studies, tons more ways, tons more people, et cetera. And it's basically, and and to really dive into this um, kind of genre of research about the paradox of choice. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of them have shown is one, what you just said, you just used the word overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the human capacity really only has a certain capacity to choose wisely at a certain level. It becomes tiring and overwhelming yeah right and then on top of that there's something about the more choices and then what the research has found on some other guards see if i can explain this right is that the more choices you have it weirdly starts creating in your mind the belief that there's just something else a little bit more perfect out there yes does that make sense yes i agree when when less options doesn't do that so the more options you have you go oh there is like it's kind of like it's it almost like i don't even know how it's a paradox but it like you start to be the more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
opened you are to more new possibilities, the more you believe there's new possibilities, mm-hmm, right? So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, and so, so, crazy. And so there's kind of a weird, which is why, by the way, it's no coincidence that some of the richest people in the world are the most oppressed, commit suicide at the highest rate, some of the loneliest, et cetera, because, mm-hmm. right, not all rich people at all, but there's something about the choices that money allows you to have that paradoxically actually puts you in this ridiculous impossibility of like that spinning wheel of the hamster Yeah. of, oh, I just can't get enough or there's got to be something else or something mm-hmm. a little bit more perfect or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's the, ch- because when there's less choices, you're not, here, here's another way to put it. When there's less choices, um, you're not thinking that the thing is going to be perfect. You're thinking the mm. thing is just going to be like good enough or you'll be content. When there's more choices, there's more pressure on it to be better than the rest, aka perfect. Like That's I think we, we're like pursuing if there's more perfection. choices, you want the best one. You, yeah, to the point where but if I think only, it actually reaches a threshold of like it better be holy and perfect. But if you know there's I mean? only a few, then you're like, oh, this is the best of what I have. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just and, thinking shopping. What are you thinking? <laughs> I was thinking every a spirituality. Oh, but yeah. I was thinking shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I think you're right. It's it's true on all of it. And I think this undercuts this chapter. And he goes into a lot more awesome stuff too. And I'm, I'll read another part in a sec. Um, I think this this is an undercurrent of spiritual contentment that is antithetical to the American gospel, the American good news. The American mm-hmm. good news from the 1700s on is, is you have no limits or trying to get to a place where you have, where you're limitless yeah. and you have the ability to choose anything you want, however you want, when you want will bring you the most happiness and freedom. That is a lie. Yes. That yeah. is a lie. That is not biblical. And that is one of the strongest antithetical ethoses running in the American narrative that is opposite of the biblical narrative. That, by the way, is not just like culture, like Republican, conservative. There's anyone who's like Western entrenched believes that unless they have counterformed themselves in the gospel. Mm. Um, So what's the truth? That can, I mean, that's, but that's what's all over. That's what's thick all over the new Testament is contentment, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Paul's it's, it's insane how you get Paul to talk about things like for freedom, Christ has set you free, but do not use your you know freedom as a thing to choose, but use it to actually serve one another. Right? Mm-hmm. It's actually so freedom is actually you're given freedom to actually give it to another person, mm. right? Which is the same with Jesus. Jesus was totally free, yet he laid down his life. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, and then you get Paul saying things like you know even if I'm in chains or if I'm in this, then I'm content. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I'm at peace. Like there's so many things in the New Testament that just run chalk against that. Um. And then here, here's another here's another good part. I thought I want to get your reaction. So there was a TED talk by Barry Schwartz, another psychologist, kind of kind of picked up the mantle of some of this research. And he says uh, to start off his TED talk talking about the paradox of choice, he shows this cartoon of a parent and a child uh, fish in a fishbowl. And the parent fish is telling the child, "You can be anything you want. There's no limits." Right? Which <laughs> I is think the classic, I've seen that. Yeah, the classic thing we tell our mm-hmm, kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we know, looking at that cartoon, that's absurd. Why? Because no. He, the kid cannot be anything. He's in a fishbowl. He's a fish. Like he's a fish. He cannot be anything he wants. <laughs> and he's constrained within the glass. If he goes mm-hmm, outside the glass, mm-hmm. he dies. Mm-hmm. Like that's just clear, right? He cannot, he can be anything he wants at some level within context, within boundaries. That's a big difference. Yeah. Right. A good one. Um, and so he says, yeah, he asked the audience to consider the obvious questions raised by the fishbowl scenario to free up that child is to, 
um, truly let it be all it wants to be. Is the parent then supposed to liberate it from the fishbowl? Is the parent uh, supposed to shatter the glass? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that case, the little fish would no longer have constraints, but then there's more serious problems like the fact that the fish can't breathe, <laughs> right? The truth mm-hmm. of the matter is if you shatter the fishbowl so that everything is possible for that fish, you actually don't have freedom. You increase paralysis and you decrease satisfaction. Everybody needs a fishbowl. The absence of some metaphorical fishbowl is a recipe for misery and disaster. I mean, woo, mm-hmm. that's anti-American gospel right there. But what's your reaction to no, that? No, no, no. I need you to break that down. No, no. I want you to. No, I, I don't. I need you to explain that. Kind of what you're talking about. like, And I, and I use the analogy, if you've read Tell the Hustle, I use the analogy of um, a parachute. Same thing. Like a, a skydiver is totally free and uninhibited and has that moment of just elated joy of like, oh, I'm totally free because I'm falling through the sky when it knows it, they're wearing a parachute. Yeah. Right. right? If they didn't have the, the, the restraint of the parachute, mm-hmm. the catch of the parachute, then they would die. Um, similar like analogy of that. But yeah, well, how, how do you feel like, I mean, how do you wrestle with that as a mom, maybe uh, as a woman of like, you know, um, as a human, as a Christian, just any of your identities that you walk through of like, man, how do I reach for the stars at some level while living within capacity while living in with, I guess another question to put is how do you decipher between when you feel like you're living within a limit that's actually good and holy, or mm-hmm. you're actually undercutting yourself and not believing in yourself enough. Does that make sense? The big question. But yeah. you got it. That's such a big question. It. How do you wrestle with it personally? <laughs> you should have prepped me. Um, I'm not going to answer this to its full... Uh, I'm not going to do it justice, but I will answer what I comes to the top of my head. I think... When I think of that, um, I think the Lord has created each of us with certain giftings, with certain limitations, with certain weaknesses, with we all live in certain cities, in certain communities, with certain families, in certain homes. And so like the Lord wants to use us in a specific way. He has a purpose for each one of us and it looks different than everybody else. Um, and I think there is a very sly lie that we could easily be of, um, I don't know what the lie would be. Maybe you could say it, but just as women, like you can do it all. Mm. You can be it all. Like as long as you work hard enough, as long as you run hard enough, as long as you hustle, you can do it all and have it all. And the reality is we just can't. And at the end of the day, if you on paper, in the world, if it looks like you have it all and do it all, was it really worth it? Because something has to give, something will be sacrificed, whether it's your soul, whether it's your family, whether it's your health, like something will be, um, sacrificed. And so I think the Lord gives us limitations and weaknesses and boundaries because, um, he wants us to rely on him. Like we need to depend upon him. And if we had no limitations, yeah. then we would be God, right? And so oh, that's good. like we are given things, the Lord wants us to flourish. He wants us to fly. He wants us to dream really big dreams and to live purposefully and with so much joy to be full of the you know the fruits of the spirit but that is within his limitations and i think the th- the main thing is is to be humble enough to surrender to his will surrender to 
him as God on the throne and obeying whatever he calls us to do. And Mm -hmm. so it really is being spirit filled and seeking him and being in his word and asking him, what do you have for me in this very season with all things considered, whether you're a new mom and then you're, you're in the newborn stage, or if you have teenagers or during COVID, like there's different restrictions being put on us at different times. And so what does God have for each of us in those times? And to know that his heart is for us to flourish and be full of joy and his heart is for us to know him. And so I think, um, I think sometimes those limitations or boundaries is so that we will know him, that we would just won't run on ahead and do our own thing, but that we will seek him and know him and trust him. Like it really is a trust thing. And I think when you ask him like, Lord, what do you have for me in this season? What do you want me to do? He shows us and he's so gracious and it's so good. Like he has, um, I just was reading today about how the Lord, um, withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 84, 11, for those who trust in the Lord. I just love that verse. Like he withholds no good thing. If we are walking with him, everything we have in this very moment is God's best. Um, even if it's a really hard thing, knowing that God will redeem it and he's going to use it to grow and sanctify us. And so, yeah, I think I got a little set. There's one more thing I wanted to add, but Oh, and I did hear this one time from a mentor that I really liked. And she just said, you can have it all, but not all at once. And I think that's, there's some truth in that of just like the Lord gives us dreams and desires. He has purposes for us, but it comes within his timing. It's not going to all come at a certain time or necessarily on our timing. And so, um, yeah, I think to answer your question. That's what I was saying. And you said you had nothing. That was like the best answer ever. Well, I think I could probably add more if I could really like dig deep and think harder. I love that. Hey guys, back another one of this week's sponsors, and that's Brooklyn and longstanding sponsor of the show. You know we absolutely love them. We've talked about them before. They're the home of the internet's favorite sheets, as they like to say, but they also have towels, which are amazing. Um, now, they give us in our daily routine just a little something extra. It feels like we're plush and bougie and classy. Any words you want, we absolutely love them, and they certainly make us feel like that. Now, I don't know about you guys, but especially with guests coming over and us caring about hospitality, we've been looking for ways for our, to kind of level up our bathrooms for when guests come over, and it's fascinating and funny that they actually do mention even our towels sometimes because they're just extra and awesome and amazing. And so we love them and their towel line is just absolutely incredible. And they have a couple different options too, from plush to fast dry, etc. Now they're the perfect place to find all the comforts for your home, including all the ultra soft towels. And they're so confident in their product that everything comes with a lifetime warranty. So if you use the promo code real, uh, you get 10% off your first order at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K. L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code REAL. Again, Brooklyn in everything you need to live your comfortable life. I think I was going to say, yeah, and a couple of things I would add is even when you're talking about, you know, um, you know, the lie that sometimes uh, I do think it's more popular in, it's more pressing on women right now of mm-hmm. the like, you can kind of do it all. That's a proliferation. But you should do, you should it, do all. it all. You should, you be should able have to no boundaries all. to pursue your dreams yeah. and to. Or no hindrances or something. Or Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, I also think that's true of guys and should be true of guys. I don't think it's put on guys as much, but it should like it should be true of guys that guys can't do it all. Yeah. <laughs> Fathers can't do it all. Right. That there's certain men. Um, 
I've even heard from you guys in the DM sometimes just when I talk about fatherhood a lot, you know, and hearing bad stories of maybe the dads you've been, you know, had, but then good stories of like, you know, man, my dad just, you know, worked super hard and was successful, but like there were some moments where he passed up the raise or passed up the whatever for our family mm-hmm. and we got him all like, yeah. you know, another way to think about it is you can't do it all. Only something can get your all. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. At, at a season. Yeah. And I do think that can, is fine. Like it's okay for that to be work. I actually think at a time vocationally, that's appropriate. I think as long as you're going on, mm-hmm. on a mission as a team, et cetera. But, um, but I do think the, that needs to be the family very significantly. And a lot of us, it's never the family mm-hmm. that our family gets our all or our best is another way to put yeah. it. Right. Um, because we're trying to kind of do it all. And what that usually means is just, you know, everything's getting half-assed for lack of a better term. I don't know a better yeah. term than that. So sorry. Um, well, I think there's a lot more f- fear too, when you think of the pressure on you, yeah. like, oh, I have to work because I have to provide for totally. my family. And so I'm going to give my all to my work in order. Yeah. And like you said, there's times to like go hard and yeah. work hard. And um, But I think there's more fear sometimes when we think of that than... Totally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then before we wrap up here in a sec, one other thing I'll say too is I love the point you were making too about um, all the stuff you're saying. And then the question I asked and you were starting to answer too is that uh, how do you... It is a tough question though. Of how do you know when it's... Okay, the Lord does want me to accept these limitations. The Lord mm-hmm. does want me to be content. Or the Lord, for lack of a better term, is kind of pulling me out of these limitations. He's giving me new possibilities, yeah. new horizons. That's a very difficult question. Only the Spirit can answer that. One helpful framework, I would say, is you have to look and be sensitive and self-aware to your own flourishing, mm-hmm. right? If, if there's certain limitations that your husband's putting on you, your family's putting on you, maybe your wife's putting on you, whatever your, your kid, your parents, whatever someone's putting on you and you feel like it's significantly corrosive to you. Like it's like, it's dampening you. It's, it's, you're not living, you're, you're not, you're not full. You're not whole. Now I don't mean the world's version of like, you're just proliferated and be your best self. I don't mean that. Um, you have to be spirit led in this, mm-hmm. but I think the framework when you are of like, man, this isn't, this is just kind of actually putting my light under a, Bushel. Yeah, you know, then I think that's when it's not the good one. Yeah, but, um, but we 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 know we 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 have self affirmed and had moments. Hopefully, all of us where we accept the limitations, mm-hmm. we accept the difficulty, we go yeah. more into obscurity, we step out of the spotlight, whatever it is, uh, against the world's narrative. And there's a difficulty of it in the sense of like our flesh is dying and that hurts. Uh, but there's a like, oh my goodness, I come alive or, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, this feels so real or anchored or truly human. I feel truly human stepping into this limitation. Does and that make I sense? Will, yes. And I will add too, I think it just really is the spirit of like, I think you can have limitations being fully aware of it, whether the Lord kind of like holds you back and says, say no to that. Or if he says, no, go ahead and say yes to that. Totally. Like I think, and maybe this is going off a little bit of what you're saying, but, um, like maybe the Lord is calling you to go pursue a dream or do something that you would never do on your own, but like, you know, that's from the Lord and you could be shaken in your boots and like, Lord, who am I to do this? I am so weak and I feel like I'm not equipped. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's saying, no, I want you to do this because I want to show you what I can do through you and my power. And even that it's like, I feel my limits. I'm fully aware of all my weaknesses, but I'm going to grow and depend on the Lord 
and stepping out and doing what he's calling me to do just the same as if the Lord's telling you to say no and to step back in something. Um, and like fighting that, fighting that sometimes of feeling discontent or like, oh, but I want to be doing something else or whatever. And like the Lord is still doing the same thing. Like, oh, I want you to depend on me and have me fully satisfy you in this. So I think it can be either, totally either way. Yeah. All right, guys, that's all we got for today. But, oh, you know what? I forgot to do this at the beginning. Uh, and hopefully we can end with this too. I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you guys to, it's been so fun. And you guys have blown us away with your response to the Yippie show. Blown us all away. I know Hamilton's totally stuck in our head. <laughs> um, so I just want to say thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you. You guys you. have blown us away. It's you're, you're, um, I just wasn't expecting this level of excitement. You, the way you guys have been tagging us in the Insta stories and in your posts with like, I so we so had a heart to have this be like co-viewing with like family kids because there's not a lot of content like that where you can kind of where there's like a little devotional nugget that maybe a parent can get an idea from but the kids are laughing like and to see that is just like lighting us up so I think this week's episode was what was this week this was a fun one oh this was like the waves of grace where I lost the GoPro and I talk about the illustration of like um, you know grace and sin is kind of like riding a surfboard and riding a wave where even when you fall down there's always another one coming and God's love always wins you don't exhaust the waves um, and so I was super fun but um uh yes we love that episode and by the way the 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 promo still going on too so it's totally free to check out for a week completely free it's not hard to you know dig around and figure out that no one's trying to have a gotcha yippee's awesome and killer and great and so um yippee.tv check them out and then but to get it use the code bethkey and that'll give you a free week off free week and 25% off for your first three months. Use that code, just our last name, Bethkey. Um, and then it's like five bucks a month. And it's cool too, because a lot of you guys didn't know about Yippie. And so it's fun seeing people watch it and be like, oh, this is a really cool platform just in it general, not because of the Bethkey shows. So yeah. the other shows are awesome too. So check it out, yippie.tv or jeffandalyssa.com slash yippie, Y-I-P-P-E-E, if you want to check out some more details on our show. Um, man, fun, American Awakening, number three. We love you guys. We'll be back next week. <laughs>